Ladies, sis, welcome to this week's episode of Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. Glad you have joined me as spring is officially here. That means we can change up our fashions just a bit. But you know, in Kansas City, it might even snow during the spring months. But one thing we like to do is our spring cleaning. We clean our house from top to bottom. Get rid of the old papers, the junk lying around. Clean our closets of the old clothes we're not wearing anymore. Unless you're like me and you kind of hoard a few of your favorite items just in case they come back in style. Yeah, I have like a sentimental thing. But this spring, why don't we spring clean our lives, sis? I'm talking about clearing the mental and emotional clutter that holds us back. And we're going to talk about that today with my girl, life coach Stacey Jennings. She's going to share her journey into becoming a life coach. And we're going to talk about those issues that we need to clean from our space, such as shame, regret, lack of confidence, how our interpersonal relationships impact our lives and our decisions, and practical ways that we can reset our lives, creating daily routines and habits that help us be the best version of ourselves. And even though we press forward, sometimes we push the clutter down and just let it pile up like I used to do with my closet when I was younger. When mama would tell me to clean my room, I'd shove everything in the closet till she opened the closet and then I'd have to start cleaning from scratch. We do that with our emotional mental clutter. We push it away. We get the jobs. We get the cars. We take the vacations. We get the promotions and we still haven't cleaned out the issues of yesterday. For me, it's been shame. It's been regret. I've had seasons of low esteem. I'd live my daily life acting like everything was all good till something would trigger those cluttered emotions. And ooh, they would pop out like Jack in the Box. I know I'm dating myself, but you wind up Jack until he pops out and it's looking kind of crazy. Yeah. But we don't have to do that if we would simply clear the mental and emotional clutter that holds us back. Don't let it fester. Don't ignore it. Don't let it sit there. Don't wait until everything explodes, but deal with it now. Well, hey, we are on the path to doing so. We are talking about spring cleaning your life, sis, with life coach Stacey Jennings on this week's episode of Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. It is that time for Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. Spring is officially here, although we have weather that's back and forth, so you never know. And as we always do our spring cleaning, I thought, why don't we spring clean our life, sis? And on the line is life coach Stacey Jennings, and we are talking about clearing the mental and emotional clutter that holds us back. How you doing today, sis? I am good. I am really good, Julie. All right. Good to hear from you. Of course. Now, Stacey, let's get into it, because you haven't always been a life coach. Share your journey into the arena. You are so right. I have not always been a life coach. <laughs> As a matter of fact, well, for, you know what, Julie, first, I wanted to say to you, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh, yeah. Thank you for what you do. Your oh, podcast you. is just a wealth of information for us. So thank you for that. I oh, thanks, sis. That. Thank you. Uh, so my journey, yeah, you are absolutely right. I have not always been a life coach. As a matter of fact, I didn't know anything about a life coach until like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I happened to be... I, I was at work and I overheard a conversation, a couple of my coworkers talking about a friend of theirs that was a life coach. And I thought, a life coach? I didn't look up. I didn't say anything. I'm like, a life coach? Who needs a life mm. coach? And I didn't think nothing else about it. And then I happened to run into an old girlfriend I hadn't seen in a while. And she was telling me that she's a life coach. And I thought, and this is a mm. black woman. So yeah. I thought, well, let me check into this. What's a life coach? So I started, you know, digging into it and looking it up. And I'm like, okay, what is a life coach? So when I, you know, Googled Mm -hmm. it like everybody else. So I started looking it up and I'm like, okay, meet people where they are, move people Mm -hmm. forward, Mm. helping people reach their goals, uh, tapping into some areas that, 
you know, had not been awakened. So I started digging a little bit more into it. Mm. I started looking up some schools and some programs and I landed on one and their motto was changing the world one conversation at a time. Oh, wow. I want to change the world, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just digging into it even more. And I realized, you know, I was one that I never talked about anything. I never talked about my future, what I wanted to do, who I want to be when I grow up. I was never asked that. Mm. And when it, when, you know, part of the definition of a life coach is to move you forward. I thought if I had had a conversation like that when I was younger, that could have changed the whole trajectory of my life. Mm. And I said, you know what? I want to bring this conversation to my community. Yeah. I want us to start thinking about who we are and what we want to do. And that started my journey into life coach. That's really powerful. And I love to meet people where they are, because sometimes where people are, you don't really see it on the surface. Mm-hmm. So you got to have those conversations. And there's a saying we often uh, we end up kind of serving in the capacity of things of which we've been through. So Stacy, what was one of the biggest moments of your life looking back that impacted you to going into this direction of helping others move forward? You know what, Julie, that's a, that's a great question. Um, one of the biggest moments was mm. my second divorce. Mm. Mm. It was my second divorce that really, really impacted me because in that I found myself, you know, saying my second, that lets you know that there was a first, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. there's a first divorce and a second divorce. And I had some shame behind that. So that made me close up and not want to have conversations about anything. So when I reflect back to that, that's what helped me where I am here today Mm. to open up that conversation to people to say let's talk about it let's talk about it and shame is something that is very powerful because shame can give you a whole conversation Mm. with yourself I've dealt with shame I remember Stacey you're talking about uh the issue being married twice I remember first getting married and being around all these you know you can seem like everybody like the black June Cleaver they got everything together the house the cheering and they had been with their partner for years high school college sweetheart that wasn't my story you know I lived life you know, life coach Stacy. I, I kicked yes. it. You know, I did some things. Right, you right, know? right. So walking into that space and seeing all these quote unquote perfect women, I felt imperfect. Mm-hmm. And I felt like because some people knew me from my, my heydays at UCM, there's some things only between me and Jesus, but he has forgiven mm-hmm. me as under the blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But when you know people know certain things, I get what you're saying. Not when to have conversations because I felt uncomfortable because I felt like y'all perfect wives is looking at me like, mm, where she mm-hmm. done come from? Mm-hmm. And sometimes shame and just as a life coach, what do you think about this, Stacey? Shame can lie to us. Oh, shame definitely lies to you. And, you know, shame don't hang out by itself. Okay, now. Shame, shame got some relatives. Mm. It's called guilt and regret. Mm. So we got shame, guilt, and regret hanging out together, mm. holding us back. And some of us allow that one or all of them 
to hold us back. And like you said, you didn't want to let them know what was going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. You just wanted them to see what's on the outside. Yeah. What you wanted people to perceive you as, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That thing called shame, let me tell you what it did for me. I built a wall. I built a wall between me and everybody Mm. and everything. I stood behind this wall because I didn't want anybody to know anything about Stacy. So when you think about it and you build this wall and all your secrets and all your mess and everything you got going on, you standing behind this wall, right? Yeah. So you can't see what's on the other side. So there's no hopes, no dreams, no ideas, no life. There's nothing behind this wall. So I've, I allowed the first divorce and the second divorce and all the mess that went along with it to just grow inside of me. So I couldn't move forward because I didn't want any of that information to seep out. Mm. She's been married twice. Dang, well, she got kids. Well, you know how they, how that go, all that judgment, mm-hmm. there's yeah. judgment in there. So I don't want any of that to come out. So I wasn't moving forward. I was staying right where I was planning in my comfort zone. Mm. So I couldn't see on the other side of that wall. I didn't know there was a beautiful black woman ready to blossom. Mm. To not only move forward for myself, but to help other people move forward. I didn't know Stacy was over there. And I didn't know everything else that was on the other side of that wall that was waiting for me, that God had for me. That is so relatable because the familiarity can be fatal to us but staying with what we know and keeping it to ourselves. So I appreciate you being open because the one thing shame does, we don't have conversations and nobody knows what anybody has gone through. Mm-mm. You know, you see the glory, but you don't really know the backstory. So Stacy, let me ask you, since you say that shame created this wall and you couldn't see past it, what was the step to get you to just hurdle over that wall? Um, I have to say again, after the second divorce, I took some time to get to know Stacy because I, I mean, just real quick to take mm-hmm. you back a little bit further. When I was 17, I got married. No, I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then I got married. Mm-hmm. So I got married because I got pregnant. Okay. So going back that far is, um, kind of where it started. Mm-hmm. And then when I divorce there, I move on and I get married again. Things don't work out, making bad decisions, hiding. No, don't want nobody to know nothing about me. So I ain't talking to nobody, I ain't getting no wise counsel. I ain't getting none of that. Mm-hmm. Holding everything in to myself. Shame. And I get divorced and thankfully my kids will go with their dad on the weekends. So I had that time to myself. That was the best thing I could have done. Mm, amen. I took that time for myself to get to know Stacy. Mm. Because see, I was 17 and got married, started a family. And then right after that, I did it again. So I never got a chance to know Stacy and who Stacy was. So I took that time to try to understand because now I'm sitting in not only shame, but I'm in anger too. I'm upset. Mm, yeah. How in the world did I get here again? So when I took that time to get to know Stacy, who Stacy was, 
I have my own little template, so to speak. Acknowledge, own, and appreciate. I had to acknowledge, how did I get here again? What happened? What is it that has happened that I'm here again? So I went, I backtracked and I had to figure out what did I do or what did I say? What actually happened? Mm. So I went back to the beginning to see, okay, how do we even get together? How did he even get me? How did I, you know, values are totally different. How did I get, how did I even get married? I went all the way back there. I had to understand, Julie. I had to understand mm. how did I get here? Cause I was so angry with myself yeah. and I'm hiding behind everything. I'm not telling anybody. This is just me and Jesus. It was just me actually. Cause I'm pissed off. I'm really yeah, angry. At that point you like, look, guy. Yeah, this is me. Ciao. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I worked through that by acknowledging what it was and what happened. Then I had to take ownership. I had to take ownership for my part. When I worked myself through that, like, what did I do? Okay, what, what did I do? What did I say? I had to own my decisions. Mm. I started owning my decisions on, okay, when this happened, I decided to do this. When he said this, I decided to stay. I decided to this. I took ownership of my stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was able to forgive myself. I had to forgive myself for those bad decisions. That's what I was allowing to hold me hostage all the time. It was those bad decisions. So I had to forgive myself for those decisions. And I forgave him for what I allowed him to do to me. So that right. forgiving process was huge for me. That right there, I got some freedom in all of that. Mm. Now we got God in here. Now I'm talking to Jesus. Now we working it out. And he working with Stacy. It's me and Jesus. I didn't date anybody for a year. I mm. took some time to get to know Stacy. And I feel like it's so important to do that. And then I was able to appreciate my journey and the lessons right. that God taught me in those journeys. That right there, the acknowledge, the ownership and appreciation. And Stacey, and I feel like that can be applied whether it's relationships, decisions we've made career-wise, educationally, friendships. Mm -hmm. um, and you can tell, you know, you a life coach because you done, you done brought it back with the three <laughs> points of what we need to do. But there's mm -hmm. so many emotional things that you mentioned from anger. We have self-anger. Self-forgiveness. Mm -hmm. We still haven't forgiven ourselves whatever decision we made, whether it's 18, 25, heck, it could have been yesterday, and you still right. reveling in that. The mm -hmm. first come, the first cousin I like to call of everything, which you mentioned, regret. That's the first cousin of shame. So how do we, what would you say to someone who's coming to you for coaching, Stacy? We hear your story of acknowledging ownership and appreciation. What are practical ways that we move from that even in our daily routines that can help us get that momentum to do like you did to get over the wall, get to the other side and, and appreciate the journey. I, I, I start with acknowledge. What is it? What is it? Acknowledge what it is, because if you don't acknowledge what that thing is, mm. you can't move forward. I mean, you gotta, you know, some people say name it. You, if, if that works, then you name it. But you have to acknowledge that it is something. 
Okay. So when you come and you want coaching, so you, you know that there's something there. Mm -hmm. So now what is it that you want? Oh, yes. What, what do you want? And you dig inside yourself and you have to really, you know, understand or, or think about, well, what is it that I want? Some people don't think about that part of it. That's actually a deep enough question to know which direction we're going to go. Because okay. some people still want to hold on to this part, but they want to move past this part. No, they connect it. Mm. What do you want? Where, where do you want to go? Because we're going to start right here. We're meeting you where you are today, right? Yeah. You're here because there's something that you want to talk about or you want to get past. You're wanting to go somewhere. Mm. that's where mm -hmm. we start. Where, what do you want and where do you want to go? Who do you want to become? And then we can go from there. And I think that provides such clarity because sometimes we do skip over that. I'm not going to lie. I'm guilty of it, Stacey. Like I'll see something that I think I want, but I haven't set in. Well, no, no, no. Let's dig deeper. What do you yeah. really want? And where mm -hmm. are you trying to go? And then doing the work to get there, Stacy. I think that's where we can kind of lose ourselves if we're not careful. How do we persevere and keep going for that place we want to be? Um, commitment. How committed are you? Mm. What's important about that? Why is that so important to you? Because when you know your why, that's your momentum. If it's so important to you, then it's kind of like a no matter what. I've got to do it. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes the why it's important to you. That's the heart of it, Julie. That's the heart of it. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important to you? Mm -hmm. And then we set up strategies, plans, how to get there. Mm -hmm. And I'm your accountability partner. You will get there. Ooh, now that part right there, accountability. Because deep down, if we're going to be real honest, Coach Stacy, sometimes mm -hmm. we don't want the accountability because it forces us to get out of our comfort zone. Because even though we're uncomfortable, sometimes sitting in your mess, you're so used to the mess, you're just like, uh-uh, I'm going to be comfortable in my mess. And it does take work, Stacy. It does. That's right, it does. Oh, my gosh. And I feel my emotions just piling up in me listening to you talk about accountability because sometimes it's that shame, that lack of self-confidence, and just thinking that you can't, which is why you don't want to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely right. And that's why holding everything to yourself is not healthy mm. because you will sit there in it because, you know, we, we, as women, we can create a whole video, a whole movie in our heads, right? Girl, yes. we, then, we The whole movie, the beginning and the end, everything. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy. You got to get out of your own way because if that's your video, don't nobody else know anything about it. You're in your own way. Get out of your own way. And opening up is something we really have to talk about, particularly, I think, as black people. Because, you know, growing up, you told, whatever happened in this house, you better stay in this house. <laughs> you know, you ain't supposed to tell family business. But what I find is, even some of my family members, my husband will be like, okay, did you have to say that? But I feel like transparency can really free you. Mm. 
transparency, you know, with the sermon. I ain't gonna tell all the details. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes you got to, you know, <laughs> properly edit the story, Coach right, Stacy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but when you speak about accountability and talking to somebody, that is so important because the scenarios that we can dream up in our head will keep mm. us in a worse space. I have done mm -hmm. it, even as mm -hmm. an adult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's your movie. You didn't wrote the whole thing out. But the other thing is, and, and we've kind of talked about this before, about being your authentic self. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's so important because that kind of removes you from that shame and that guilt and that regret when you can step away from that, you can be who you truly are. Mm. Being your authentic self is freedom. Mm. It's freedom. And, you know, when we have freedom, G God gives us free will. But I'm talking you. It's, it's wide open. Right. Yeah. You've, you've dropped off the load, you've taken the load off. Now I'm going to be who I am, who I want to be. Absolutely. Who I'm created to be. Mm, that right there, who you're created to be, because I think a lot of times, especially in this social media era, you can mm. look at people and think what you want to be. It's not even your gifting. God didn't give you the grace for that. <laughs> the sweet spot. <laughs> and we look at it. So we don't want to be our authentic selves, but who we are is needed, just like who you are, Stacey, in your story. It's needed. That's why you're a life coach today. Yeah. And I, and I absolutely love it. I love it. I, I love seeing people. Um, step into their authenticity, mm -hmm. owning mm. who they are, your past. That's what it is. It's your past. Yeah. And there's a lesson in it. You know, we can't erase our past. It's there. Yeah. It's not like it's going to disappear, mm -hmm. but there's a lesson in that past. And you take those lessons when you sit with you and God and spend some quality time together and you sit and you realize the lessons that God has taught you in that journey mm. to bring you to who you are today, your authentic self. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, there's nothing that can stop you. And you're talking about spending time with God. I know you are very big on that putting that as mm. part of your routine. Now we do those drive-by prayers, you know, wake up, pray, you know, pray real quick, get it on out. But let's talk deeper about that, Stacy, about really digging in, sitting with God, not just giving him all your complaints. He, he already knows them. Right. But how do we train ourselves to really sit in it with him and let him speak so we can hear what we need to hear? Just like you plan time to hang out with your girlfriends, go have a drink. You plan time to go to the gym and work out. You plan time to do the things that you want to do. And, you know, we'll get in our calendar and we'll set aside three hours. Okay, three hours, I'm going to be here. And ain't nothing going to stop you or interrupt you in those three hours because you planned for that. Well, that's the same thing we do with God. You plan the time to spend with God. Make him a part of your day. Mm -hmm. And not none of that, oh, I'm running late. Let me get up. Let me do. No, no, no. 
He's always mm. listening, right? We know yeah. he's always yeah. listening. He's always here for us. Yeah. But when you plan time to focus, to focus on God and to focus on you, mm. there's something. You One, you're building relationship. Two, you're praying. You're telling him exactly what's going on with you. He knows, like you said, he right. knows, but he likes us to tell him. It's something that about when we mm-hmm. talk about it, right? Yeah. When we speak about it. And then you got that quiet time to listen. Because God is trying to tell you something. You won't hear that if you keep on running here, running, taking a second form here, taking a second form there. That quality time is just that. Quality time set aside for you and God. And you better have your pencil and paper right yeah. there with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will say there's been a couple of phrases that have come up. Like I'd be praying about, oh, God, that was good. Hold on, let me write that down. Because, you know, I get brain fog now. So I ain't going to remember right. it. If I don't write it down, I'm like, what was that you said? But I think it's important to also listen. And as you talk about that, developing your relationship with God, setting the time aside to actually have a conversation and listen, yeah. We have to anticipate hearing his voice, too, because I think sometimes, Stacey, and I'm guilty of doing it, talk, 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 get up, mm. and don't anticipate, okay, he really going to answer this. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you got to expect yeah. it, right? It's kind of yeah. like, because I like to ask people, what are you expecting God to do for you today? Or what are you expecting God to do for you this week? And it's like, uh-huh. Well, I get up every day. I praise God for a new day. No, no, no. What are you praying about? Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm asking you. And you know, prayer is private. That's you and God. Mm-hmm. So I'm not asking you to tell me your prayer exactly, but what are you praying about? Mm. So whatever you're praying about, you should be walking accordingly to receive that. Because if you're praying and believing God to do it, then you better expect it to happen and position yourself to receive what you're asking for. I see that'll preach right there. Now, somebody been done collected an offering or broke out in a holy dance. But you really do have to expect because there are some times like even the Bible says, you know, don't come to God double minded asking and be all over the place and thinking you ain't really going to get it. So I appreciate you bringing faith into it. But our faith also can help us in our relationships because relationships matter. Now, Stacy, coaching people, as far as their interpersonal relationships, how do they impact somebody going forward or staying stuck? It's huge. So then I like to ask, who are you around? Who is your circle? Mm. Um, who do you have relationships with? Because you know that old saying, um, free people. Free people. Mm-hmm. Mm, my goodness. Mm, right. Angry people. Anger people. Stressed people. Stressed people. Yes, they do, Chair. Come on. So, <laughs> so I say, who are you around? You get to control your environment, right? Yeah. You control that. And if it's not working for the best interest of yourself, you have a choice. You can stay there or you can walk away. So what are you allowing those relationships to feed you? 
Mm-hmm. So what you allow in, that's your decision. And that's what's going to come out. So you feeding each other the same cycle food, whatever it is, whether it's good or not so good. So I like to say to that, what's your environment like? What, what are you placing yourself in? And what are you engaged in? Because sometimes yeah. I know you've probably had it. You walked up to somebody, hey, how you doing? And all of a sudden, your spirit just be heavy because they're so negative. And I believe that you can love negative people, but you got to create space. You really do. I mean, you know, the word God tells us we got to love everybody. Yes. You know, I like to say, love God, love yourself so you can love others. Yeah. So you so you don't love them because God said to love them. But Absolutely. you're right from afar, from a distance. I'm going to respect your space. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to respect your space in that. Yeah. Lean back for a second. Lean right. back for a second. Right. <laughs> and, you know, even in marital space, you're going to have disagreements, of course. There might be some times. Now, I try not to go to bed angry, Stace. Now, I try to, you know, do what the babber says. Peace is more. Those relationships, those ones that are bound like that, you really have to work to communicate in that space. Um you know, as a married woman yourself, happily married, how do you navigate that course when it's kind of like, eh, hold up, brother, hold up, mister. Right, right. <laughs> you know what? The one thing that, so like, you know, after that second divorce, and when I decided that I was ready to go into a, a relationship, a new relationship, and when we were getting serious, I, I was praying and I said, you know what? I want to be different. I want to be different this time. I want to do things different. I want to act different. So I went in with a whole new mindset. So when we were dating, our communication was so open. And it was one of those where if something didn't sound right, it's like, okay, let me tell you what I heard you say. And let me see if that's right. And, and we would do that with something don't, you know, if you feel yourself getting like, uh-uh, no. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Let me just tell you what I heard you say. Is this, is this what you really said? So keeping that, I think that open communication mm -hmm. and that understanding and, and the respect for one another. So now we, the same way, we don't mm -hmm. want to go to bed angry, but it's kind of like, I'm, we still going to kiss. It's like, it's, you know, I'm just not feeling you right now. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just don't feel you right now, but it's all good. You know? Yeah, that's that's the way that it works for us. And I've shared that with other of, of our couple friends. And it's kind of the same way. Gotcha. It's just keeping that that communication open. And then if I'm coaching anyone that want to talk about their relationship and try to do something different or move it forward in a different way, that's where we start. Because I like to say, what was the root? Where did you start? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Love it. Now, one root that a lot of us deal with, Stacy, is the root issue of fear. That keeps us the same. It keeps us trapped. We don't want to face issues. There can be fear of failure as well as success. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways that we can coach or get coached through that fear factor? You know, that thing called fear is something else, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, com it comes in so many different packages. I mean, people will hide it in using different words, this, that, and the other, but it's still fear. Mm -hmm. 
And I say to that, when you think about fear, whatever that thing is that you're allowing to, to hold you back, I just like to ask, what's on the other side of that? What's on the other side of that fear? Mm. And that thing that's on the other side of fear, what's so important about that that's on that other side? To kind of push you to understand staying here, you'll be just there. But trying to see or getting to the other side of that. But again, it goes back to making a decision. And then I like to ask the question, if you're not fearful, what would you rather be? Just dig into that thing of what is it that you're afraid of? Ooh, gonna have to be still and listen some more, Coach Stacy. Get over the fear of that, first of all. The fear of the well, truth. I mean, really, what's it's, going it's something on. on the, it's something yeah. on the other side because you're afraid for a reason. And you know, and I like to, to say sometimes also, let that fear fuel you, to fuel you to what's on the other side. Don't let it stop you. I mean, because fear it is, it's an emotion, right? Yeah. And I mean, if we're being honest, all of us have experienced fear. And some of us, you know, probably still do, but let it fuel you and not stop you to get to the other side. Getting to the other side. Now, Stacey, a couple more things before we wrap up. I want to talk about that. Give some final words on practical ways, whether it's through daily routine, meditation, as a life coach, that we can get to the other side, regardless of fear, shame, anger. What are a few practical ways to do that? One of the ways is to focus on what you can control. Focus on the things that you can control. Even throughout the day, when things happen, when things come up, you know, a memory or something that somebody does to you, focus on what you can control. Anything that's in your control, because if it's not in your control, there's nothing you can do about it and it's not your business. True, true. It's not your business. And the other thing, you know, you've kind of heard the saying, um, energy grows where energy goes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are you feeding? What are you feeding? Are you going to feed this negative energy or this negative thing that has come up or that fear or that shame? What are you feeding? And you have the power to shift it. God gives us that. He gives us that power to shift it. And then I also like to, to refer to Philippians 4, 8. Mm. You know, when, when he's telling us the things that to focus on. Yes. Whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are praiseworthy. What, so if you're focusing on those things, then you're not worried about the other. Now, see, you're going to have somebody sitting in their closet looking at their vision board, doing those exact steps. I was thinking about it in my head because you got to yeah. move forward. Absolutely delightful conversation. Life coach Stacy Jennings, where can people find you, sis? So right now you can find me on my email because I'm actually still working on my website. It's almost done. It's Yay. almost there. So right now it's just my email, which is Stacy J Life Coach, and that's S-T-A-C-E-Y-J Life Coach at gmail.com. Or my my phone number is 
5860. And my website is coming soon. And I am on LinkedIn. Okay. I'm on LinkedIn now. So that was a, that was a huge step for me. So yeah. I am on LinkedIn. I'm sorry, I forgot to say that. So thanks for asking about that. Yes, Life Coach Stacy Jennings. Just give me one more word before we wrap up, sis. One more. Okay. So the final word, a final word to, to say to the women is to take heed to yourself lest you fall. Pay attention to yourself, what you're doing, who you're being, and who you want to become. Get quiet and listen because God is trying to tell you something. Mm, wow. Thank you so much, Life Coach Stacy Jennings. Looking forward to connecting with you some more, sis, and continue to do what you do, serving women. Thank you, Julie. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Grown Woman Stuff with Julie Jones. Spring clean your life, sis. Clearing the mental and emotional clutter that holds you back with life coach Stacey Jennings. Her story is so amazing how she stepped out of where she was to be who she is today. Meeting people where they are, changing the world by conversation, bringing the best out of people and coaching them to get over the obstacles of fear, regret, shame, lack of self-confidence and all the other heavy baggage that weighs us down. Now, some of us carry our baggage in a bag from Tanger, while some of us carry our baggage in a designer bag, whether it's a Louis or a no-name brand or knockoff, it's still baggage. And we gotta let it go. And we have to clear the clutter, not just in our physical lives, but on the inside, in our minds, our emotions, just the depths of our soul. And I'm so glad that Stacy is challenging us to acknowledge not only where we are and what we've been holding on to, but where we really want to go, why we haven't got there, ownership of our decisions, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but appreciating the journey, appreciating who we're made to be. I think of it like a cake. If you take the ingredients of a cake individually, it don't taste good. Bacon powder, bacon soda, flour, it's just ugh. But when you put the cake together, all the ingredients, then you stick it in the oven, which is hot. We can make that parallel to our affliction we face in life, right? But when it comes out, it is absolutely divine. You know, I'm a foodie, so I had to use a food analogy and especially a sweet tooth. I got that too. But you see where I'm going. Everything in our life is not going to be sweet and wonderful, but it can work together for something that's really great. Look, we still got work to do despite of what we're wrestling with. If you can hear my voice right now and got breath in your body, breathe with me. <gasps> Our journey isn't over, so let's get to the other side. Don't forget to reach out to Stacy at Stacy J Life Coach. That's Stacy with an EY at gmail.com. She even gave you a phone number, chat 816-896-5860. Remember, there's power and healing in sharing your story or where you've been or what you're going through so you can get over the wall and be everything that you're called to be. Thank you for joining me today, sis. I'm gonna take a break for a little week or two, but I'm gonna be back. In the meantime, be well. And don't forget to check me out weekdays on KPRS Hot 103 Jams from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. or at kprs.com. Music, Alpha Music Library, Property, Carter Broadcast Group.